Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from the Palpably Unfair podcast on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Uh, the third piece of news, and this is the, the final piece of news before we get into the analysis here. Uh, news broke today that Philip Rivers is, in fact, retiring. The 39-year-old uh, tossed 421 touchdowns over his 17-year career, and his statement was pretty daggum great. Uh, Kyle, I'll always remember Philip as the guy that's down a score, no timeouts, totally frantic, less than two minutes to go, and he might win it or he might not, but that's how he lived, and it's only right that that's how he went down against the Bills. And that's a fact, by the way. Uh, I, I've only checked the 21st century for this, but I imagine it holds true for perhaps the entire history of the NFL. Nobody has more attempts down a score, less than two minutes to go, than Philip Rivers. The man died how he lived. And of course, I'll remember the funky throwing motion, the gorgeous seven balls on corner routes, the hilarious non-cursing, and the fact that uh, he loves his wife very much, if you catch my drift. Uh, Kyle, Philip Rivers, thoughts on the guy? Yeah, man. Congrats to Philip Rivers. He had a great career. Now that yeah. he has retired, he will finally have time to start a family. So best of luck to him. <laughs> um, I Start a family. <laughs> Now we get down to the real business, right? <laughs> right? That was all just pregame, you know? All right. So as Rivers, the player, man, I, I think he got a little bit of a bad rap because of those things that you just mentioned. So everybody remembers the last minute, um, all of the chaos that he would be down the game. But he was a really, really, really good quarterback. And he yeah. was a great quarterback. And he probably should be a Hall of Famer. Um, even this year, for as much of, you know, as much as we joke about it, like his arm punts down the field, he is throwing some phenomenal passes out towards the sideline. So I really like him, man. And I'm I'm surprised that, you know, there there has been as much pushback. But I mean, that just kind of is what it is for what, you know, how Twitter is. Everybody, the first thing you talk about when a player is the when what he does bad. But yeah, he here's my question to you. Do you think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Yes, and I think he belongs to be in there over Eli Manning. I think if you look at their entire careers next to each other, the regular season passing, which is a gigantic, gigantic sample, Philip Rivers stomps Eli Manning, and it's not close. And then no. you look at their playoff stats, they're exactly the same over a 12-game sample. There's two rings for Eli. I think it's how heavily you weigh them determines who you put above who. I think this is only a controversy for like Giants fans. I right. think that's it. I think 80% of everybody else agrees that he belongs in over Eli. And I think he does 
belong in the Hall of Fame. What about you? No, he should be a Hall of Famer. Just if we're going, it's essentially based on stats anyway, and he's right. near the top in a lot of those stats. So yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame because of what he did and because of what he did with the rosters while there were other franchise quarterbacks, while there are other Hall of Fame quarterbacks, not just franchise quarterbacks. Like he held his own. He made the Chargers like a playoff contender each year while Peyton Manning and Tom Brady were still loaded on their side. So yeah, he, he should definitely get all the credit that he deserved. I have one quick story on, on on Rivers before we pitch it to our interview with Seth Galina. Uh, when I first started to get into the NFL draft, it was back in like 2002, 2003. And I mean, I was so into it. I was recording like draft shows on VHS tapes and rewatching them and reading every piece of literature I could get my hands on in terms of the draft stuff. So I've been like a draft nick for like a couple decades now almost. But when Philip Rivers was coming out in 2003 – he had a bowl game against Kansas, I believe. And I, and I guess he went to his coach and he wanted to, he wanted to call the plays. He wanted to call the plays live, which, you know, like college quarterbacks really don't do that. So the coach told him, okay, fine. If you score on the first drive with you calling plays, we'll let you call the plays for the rest of the game. Not only did he score on the first drive, he threw for 475 yards and five touchdowns with no interceptions. Unreal. Like, if you don't believe that that guy is going to have a great career after that right. story, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're looking at, man. So you can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.